I've not posted to this blog or uploaded to my podcast for several months because I've been writing a novel for the past year and a half. Writing a novel is more absorbing and time-consuming than writing nonfiction. It requires complete concentration. You're listening to the Kundalini Consortium Podcast. I'm J.J. Semple. Today's episode examines how sexual sublimation works. novel I'm writing addresses a number of sexual issues, among them sexual sublimation. So I'd like to clarify how sexual sublimation worked for me. I'm no sexologist. I'm just offering my personal experience. Spoiler alert. Just because this process functioned as it did for me does not mean it will function that way for you. Every Kundalini experience is different. That said, let's go for it. Every person is endowed with unique sexual characteristics that express themselves through various physical, emotional, and psychological mechanisms that make up their beings. They can be summed up in one word, libido. Suffice it to say that some people are very sexual in nature, some are not, and everywhere in between. Through my own experience and through conversations with other kundalini adepts, I believe that libido affects a person's capacity to trigger the sexual sublimation process, which has to have enough sexual energy to do its transformational work. Quote, Libido is sexual appetite or drive. A person's libido is motivated by brain function, hormones, and learned behavior regardless of sex, and tends to fluctuate according to mental states, hormonal shifts, and stress. Some medications can affect the sexual appetite as well. When a person's libido is high, they're more likely to desire sexual intimacy and to seek it out with a partner or through masturbation. This is healthy and normal, but an overly high libido that interferes with the quality of life can be a sign of hormonal imbalance or neurobiological disorder. When libido dips, interest in sex does as well and may be completely absent, which can put a strain on intimate relationships. The neural pathways involved in sexual desire are similar in males and females and include cerebral, spinal, and peripheral components. Libido directly correlates to physical responses. When sexual desire is high, blood flow to the penis resulting in an erection signifies sexual desire, as does lubrication and enlargement of the labia. Unquote. What is Libido by S. Nicole Lane? Physical endowment, emotional stability, 
as well as overeating and excessive alcohol consumption and other harmful habits can affect sperm and hormone counts. Believe it or not, so can pollution. My libido and other biological characteristics at the time I started meditating had to be taken into consideration. Would my being be able to furnish enough sexual energy to complete the process? Quote, Pollution could be affecting men's penis sizes, fertility, and libido, too. That's according to environmental and reproductive epidemiologist Dr. Shama S. Swan's new book, Countdown, How Our Modern World is Threatening Sperm Counts, Altering Male and Female Reproductive Development, and Imperiling the Future of the Human Race, which explores the correlation between smaller penises, lower sperm counts, and the use of industrial chemicals in everyday products, unquote. From the article, Pollution is Shrinking Penises, Scientists Warn. I was 31 years old, a good age to begin this work, young enough and not too old. I know a number of older persons who've had trouble sublimating. My health, good, habits, I stopped drinking and taking drugs about that same time. I stopped smoking when I was 22. I was never a heavy smoker. I came up at a time when this country's air and water supplies were in a lot better shape. Polluted resources were not an issue at the time. I've had my share of ejaculations, no way of knowing the absolute numbers, only that I started at 13 years old. The purpose of the meditation I practiced was to distill reproductive fluids into an elixir and then draw this elixir up the spine into the brain. This process began with breathing exercises, as described on the Golden Flower Meditation website. After a while, I started to feel the buildup of what I perceived to be energy in my loins, the lower belly region. Again, because I've written extensively on this topic, I refer you to the Common Sense Kundalini website for more detail. As the meditation progressed, I began to feel weaker and weaker after ejaculating. Eventually, I had to give up sex altogether. The kundalini process was asserting itself. If I wasted, quote, my precious bodily fluids, unquote, I suffered the physical consequences. Gopi Krishna wrote about a similar struggle he'd had. Sexual energy is the most powerful source of energy in the human body. Normally, this energy is used for reproductive purposes. When prevented from flowing out during intercourse and masturbation and redirected to the brain, the seminal fluids in a man and the cervical fluids in a woman are distilled into an elixir and used for evolutionary repurposing. This is the sexual sublimation process. I didn't know it at the time I began meditating. I just followed the process as it unfolded. 
there comes a time when Kundalini takes over. At this point, you may be in for some surprises. If you long for your former way life, you could be disappointed. Kundalini doesn't return you to your former state of being. If I had to come up with reasons why some people succeed in this work and others don't, I'd maintain that it helps to have a healthy energetic libido, excellent breathing and lung capacity, the persistence of a detective, excellent lateral thinking and survival skills, and the ability to follow through without becoming discouraged. As for sex after awakening Kundalini, both Kopi Krishna and I discovered that the body needs to be nourished by high-quality foods, clean air, and water, this being especially critical after intercourse. Period. Thank you for listening to the Kundalini Consortium podcast. I'm J.J. Semple. For books on Kundalini meditation, consciousness, and energy cultivation, visit our websites, commonsensekundalini.com, goldenflowermeditation.com, lifeforcebooks.com, and finally our blog, The Kundalini Consortium. See you next time. Thanks for listening. Now it's back to my noddle. Keep an eye out for it.